Hello, and welcome to the Talking Techniques podcast, a show that brings you the latest from the frontiers of the life sciences, straight from the people exploring them. I'm your host, Biotechniques Digital Editor, Tristan Free, and in each episode, I'll explore a different topic from across the life sciences, speaking to leaders in their field and people who can provide new perspectives on established subjects. COVID-19 has been the focal point for so much of the research conducted in 2020, and to reflect this, we are kicking off 2021 with a mini-series on COVID-19 diagnostics and detection, two fields that have been vital to the control of COVID-19 and that have developed rapidly in the last year. In this, our first episode of the series, supported by Zymo Research, I'm looking broadly at testing for COVID-19. Since the beginning of the pandemic, testing has been hailed as one of the cornerstones of an effective suppression response, with WHO Director General Tedros Adhanom delivering a press conference in early March with a simple and repeated message to all countries. Test, test, test. But things were not always this simple. Selecting which of the three key types of testing to prioritise, PCR, antibody and antigen, and in which setting, amid varying reports on accuracy and practicality for all three tests, was a serious challenge for many countries. In response to these issues, many biotech companies sprang into action, with Zymo Research chief among them, aiming to deliver practical, reliable testing that could form the bedrock of a comprehensive testing programme. Here to tell me more about the COVID-19 testing space, and to tell me about Zymo Research's response to the pandemic, and the work that they have done to provide effective testing, is senior scientist in assay development, Paolo Piatti. Paolo, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Tristan, for the nice introduction and for this great opportunity of discussion about such an important topic as COVID-19 testing and its implication for our society as well as for the diagnostic field. Fantastic. So, Paolo, firstly, can you tell us a bit about Zymo Research's initial response to the pandemic and their work, um, specifically in this diagnostic space? Absolutely. Zymo is an extremely dynamic company. As soon as we understood the gravity of the situation in China during the early stages of this pandemic, we immediately acted and we dramatically increased our production of sample collection devices and viral RNA purification systems in order to make them available immediately on a global scale. We also immediately activated an internal task force specifically dedicated on the development of sensitive testing solutions for COVID-19 detection. Already in March 2020, we released our first commercial SARS-CoV-2 RT-PCR test, which received FDA emergency use authorization, as well as CEIVD certification, and it is currently ranked by the FDA among the top three sensitive tests in the U.S. We also developed a second COVID-19 RT-PCR test, which further increased sensitivity, as well as an antibody test for the detection of past or subsiding COVID-19 infections. And so you've noted there the PCR tests and the antibody tests. Um, Can you briefly describe the differences between the three types of COVID-19 testing? Of course. As you just mentioned, there are three main types of COVID-19 tests, molecular tests, antigen tests, and serology tests. Each of these type of tests presents its own strengths and weaknesses, and different type of tests provide different clinical information. Molecular tests are often called RT-PCR tests and are designed to detect the presence of SARS-CoV-2 genetic material in patient sample. This type of test is the method of choice for the diagnosis of SARS-CoV-2 infections. RT-PCR tests have the advantage of being extremely sensitive with a limit of detection as low as 5 to 10 viral genome copies per reaction. 
molecular tests exhibit superior sensitivity and are less prone to the generation of false negative results as compared to antigen tests. Disadvantages of RT-PCR tests are that they are less rapid than antigen tests, indeed they can take 3 to 4 hours to be performed, and they generally require some specialized laboratory equipment should high-throughput automated sample processing be a requirement. The second type of tests are antigen tests. These detect the presence of SARS-CoV-2 proteins in a clinical specimen, and the primary use is for the uh, diagnosis of active ongoing SARS-CoV-2 infections. They are often faster and simpler compared to RT-PCR tests, and they are easy to adopt at the point of care. However, they are also considerably less sensitive than RT-PCR tests. Antigen tests are also prone to generating false negative results, especially for low positive patients, and should only be used to test symptomatic patients who tend to have a viral load high enough to be detected by an antigen test. Negative results obtained with SARS-CoV-2 antigen tests are considered presumptive negative and should be confirmed using an RT-PCR test. The third type of test, uh, called a serology test or antibody test, measures the presence of antibodies specific for SARS-CoV-2 in plasma or serum of patients suspected of having been infected with SARS-CoV-2 in the past. Serology tests are not used to diagnose COVID-19 infections since they indicate sign of past or subsiding infection and they should not replace RT-PCR and antigen testing for active SARS-CoV-2 infections. Okay, so each of those tests are going to have their um, particularities and, and um, sort of difficulties. What are some of the, the challenges that are faced by labs um, with regard to COVID-19 testing? From a laboratory perspective, there are definitely several challenges in providing COVID-19 testing, especially for small to medium-sized laboratories. Most of those challenges are encountered very early during the planning phase for testing. One of the first challenges consists in the decision of which type of test to offer. One other can be making sure that the test is compatible with existing laboratory equipments, like qPCR instrument and automated purification systems, since these are particularly difficult to acquire right now. Probably the biggest challenge is the regulatory demand. There are a multitude of tests on the market. Some can be used only for research purposes, some as a laboratory-developed test, some are certified with the CIVD mark or authorized by the American FDA, or even certified only in specific countries. Depending on the test certification status, the lab must follow specific guidelines from the sample collection to the communication of the results. This step is very often confusing and challenging for a laboratory. Other challenges are becoming established as a test provider in a competitive market and acquiring a secure supply of testing reagent and consumable at an affordable price. Also, deploying adequate strategy to increase the testing capacity of the lab is a challenge. Um, okay, and, and so you mentioned there the challenges of choosing tests. Um, wh what kind of advice would you give with regard to selecting the most appropriate test for each lab and in different situations? As mentioned before, only RT-PCR and antigen tests are used to diagnose active COVID-19 infections. RT-PCR tests are the most sensitive tests on the market. However, they require the sample to be extracted and these add an extra layer of complexity and extra time to obtain the results. Typically, RT-PCR results are reported within 24 to 72 hours. On the other hand, antigen tests are much faster than RT-PCR tests and they typically need only 10 to 30 minutes to generate results. 
Also, antigen tests are often performed at the point of care, so there is no need for a laboratory infrastructure to perform the test. The drawback of antigen tests is that they have a fairly poor sensitivity, and while it can effectively detect the patient with a moderate to high viral load, uh, they may miss as high as 70% of the positive patient with a low viral titer. Overall, from my point of view, RT-PCR tests are the best fit for a clinical diagnostic laboratory since these are highly sensitive tests and require a laboratory infrastructure to be performed. Can you tell us a little bit more about the additional complexity created um, by the required RNA extraction for um, RT-PCR? Um, and can you tell us a bit about how Zymo has tried to combat these complications? Of course, RT-PCR tests are more, let's say, delicate than antigen tests, since they are easily inhibited by components like, for example, mucus present in the respiratory sample. That is why respiratory samples must be processed before performing the RT-PCR test. Sample extraction, however, represents an additional step which increases time and cost to generate the results. On the other hand, the RNA extraction process from a sample allows not only to achieve the quality necessary for consistent RT-PCR test results, but also to concentrate the sample, which ultimately will result in an increase in test sensitivity, which is a good thing. Zymo is a leading company in the field of nucleic acid purification, and we currently provide our viral RNA purification kits to an enormous amount of laboratories worldwide. Our viral RNA extraction kits allow the quick isolation and concentration of high-quality viral RNA using sample protocols fully compatible with automated platforms. Um, and, and from a patient perspective, what's the most compelling aspect um, or aspects to consider? Well, this depends a lot on the situation, however I believe that the most important aspect for a patient to consider is receiving accurate results in the shortest time as possible. As an example, if I suspect of having COVID-19, the first things I would like to know is if I could have transmitted the disease to other people I have been in contact with, such as family members, colleagues and friends. I would like a clear answer to this as soon as possible. Other aspects that patients are often worried about are limited accessibility to the test, risk of contracting COVID-19 while waiting for the sample collection, discomfort or pain during the sample collection process, and costs associated to the test. You've highlighted twice there the importance of test accuracy, so, so both in um, terms of the importance to patients and then also to labs selecting which testing programs to pursue. Um, so at the end of May 2020, so several papers highlighted um, the high rate of false negatives um, that came in from RT-PCR tests um, and highlighted the importance of, of timing um, in, these, in the chances of RT-PCR uh, receiving a false negative result. Um, so I think false negatives ranged from a likelihood of around 20% during the person's peak infection time, um, which is around day eight uh, of infection to then 66% chance of getting a false negative on day 21. Um, so what was Zymo's response to these findings and, and have PCR tests been um, developed to become more effective? Uh, what, what ways have, have PCR tests responded to these high rates of false, um, false negatives? I'm not particularly familiar with this publication, however, it must be said that even though RT-PCR tests are the most sensitive tests on the market, not all the RT-PCR tests perform the same. 
They are very sensitive RT-PCR tests, while others have a much lower sensitivity. This depends mostly on the test design. Suboptimal design can result in unspecific interaction of the DNA primers during the RT-PCR step and to inefficient reaction performance, which may increase the chance of false negative results. Another reason of poor performance may be linked to the sample collection and to the extraction process, which might not efficiently remove the inhibitory substances present in the sample or may not efficiently concentrate the sample. This is not depending on the sensitivity of the test, but rather on upstream processes. It is important for a lab to choose an appropriate RT-PCR test and testing workflows, which detects even low amount of virus in a sample. This allows to identify and quarantine newly infected people early, before they become effective spreaders, and to release people from quarantine only when the virus is no longer detected. This will prevent situations like the one you mentioned. Zymo's response to this is releasing on the market only top quality products. If we are not convinced that one of our products is good enough, well, we simply don't commercialize it. Zymo's RNA extraction system effectively removes inhibitors present in the sample and at the same time allow to process a high volume of sample. Also, our RT-PCR systems are optimized to maximize test sensitivity. As an example, our first release RT-PCR test ranks currently on the FDA website among the top three most sensitive tests in the United States, and our newly developed test has even a higher sensitivity. Okay, so you've had um, made some quite significant strides in terms of the, the accuracy of the tests, um, but what do you think needs to be done to improve um, that testing accuracy or perhaps different aspects um, of RT-PCR testing? One thing that can be done to make sure that the top performance of an RT-PCR test are achieved is selecting a whole workflow which allows the sensitive detection of COVID-19 cases. What that does mean? We mentioned before that the sample has to be collected, then extracted, analyzed with RT-PCR, and then results are interpreted and released. Each one of these steps can impact the final results, so it is instrumental to use reagent and machineries which allow to achieve the maximum performance of the test and precise results. Okay, um, I just wanted to ask as well, so um, as you've mentioned there about um, being able to detect such low um, levels of viral load per sample, um, does that mean that you're confident that Zymo's um, RT-PCR tests will provide much better um, detection throughout the course of an infection. So obviously, um, those stats that I read out earlier, um, as the infection sort of wanes or as it grow is growing at the beginning, um, there's very low viral load, hence why those false negative tests came up more, more often. Um, would you say that um, Zymo's test would be able to to provide consistent levels of, of, um, of false negative testing throughout of sorry, false negative um, responses throughout that um, that infection cycle. Yes, I'm hundred percent confident on the reliability of Zymo's tests during all the three phases of the infection: the active phase, where the viral amount produced is maximal, and the initial as well as the remission phases, where the viral load in a sample is lower. Just to make an example, a company that used our RT-PCR test came across of a couple of low positive cases. Here we are talking of about a couple of viral copies per sample. The sensitivity of our test allowed the prompt identification 
of these positive employees even before they were able to effectively transmit the virus to other colleagues. This prevented the spread of the virus in the workplace and among the family members. Similarly, using our test, we often detect the presence of the virus in the respiratory sample of people that are in the late remission phases, where the viral load is strongly reduced. Also here, we are talking of about a couple of viral copies per sample. In this second case, these results give important information to patients on when it is safe for them to see their family member again, and for employers, when it is safe to have the employee back to work. With um, with Zymo's capabilities, um, and obviously I assume other companies will also have tests that are um, sort of approaching that level of accuracy. Um, what is it, do you think, that's stopping that level of accuracy coming through into the into the real world, into the um, the actual testing programs that are being implemented, because they don't necessarily reflect that high level of accuracy that the um, the test will have uh, and the tests do have in in that ideal setting. So, do you have any idea about what might be preventing um, sort of testing regimes from reaching that level of accuracy with their PCR testing? As I mentioned before, it is incredibly important selecting the workflow meaning sample collection, RNA instruction, RT-PCR test, and result interpretation, in which each step is compatible with the next one and it gives the maximal performances. The workflow can be seen as a chain with multiple rings. If the RT-PCR ring is strong, but as an example, the RNA instruction ring is weak, the whole chain will be weak. Do you think COVID-19 testing is still important um, now that vaccine solutions are starting to become available? Absolutely. A mass vaccination program will take some time, at minimum three to six months from when the vaccine is available. Therefore, maintaining social distancing and keeping active current COVID-19 testing programs will be critical in preventing a third severe wave of COVID-19. We should also keep in mind that those who will receive the vaccine first will be likely healthcare and essential workers and high-risk individuals, like the elderly and those with underlying health condition. The elderly are not the ones that spread the disease among the population, since in general they are more cautious and afraid of contracting COVID-19. This means that the population mostly responsible for spreading the disease, that consists in children and young adults, will be vaccinating last since it is a lower risk of complication linked to COVID-19. That is another reason why COVID-19 testing remains important. Also, we should keep in mind that having COVID-19 vaccine solution available may give a false sense of security among the population, which may result in a relaxation of people's safety habits. This may actually increase the likelihood of a third severe COVID-19 wave, and now more than ever, we should push policies of public awareness and maintain active current COVID-19 testing programs. Okay, fantastic. Um, and if you could ask for anything to improve testing um, for COVID-19, um, what would it be? And that can be literally absolutely anything. So like a fancy piece of tech or a better understanding of... Um, uh, of the disease or an insight that we may not have yet? Hmm, well, I think I would ask for a test which is fast and simple, like an antigen test, but with the performance and accuracy of an RT-PCR test. I would like this test to be simple enough to be performed comfortably at home without the need to go to a testing center or to a hospital. I would also like to see such tests being cheap enough to be accessible to anyone who wants to be tested. 
Also, ideally, this testing system would allow the prompt communication to the result to authorities, for example, using an app, which could then enforce the quarantine to positive patients and monitoring exposed people. I really believe that a system like this could more efficiently contribute to stop the pandemic. Fantastic. Um, well, Paolo, it's been brilliant to have you on. Um, it's been fascinating to hear how how things started off, but then also how you adapted and, and are continuing to adapt with improving tests. Um, you've got that new, even more sensitive testing kick in the approval stages. Um, and to and to also hear your thoughts on, on how things can continue to evolve and, and hopefully how um, testing can improve in the future. Um, Paolo, it's been great to have you on the podcast. Well, Thank you, Tristan, for having me today. It was great talking to you and having the opportunity to discuss about an important topic as COVID-19 testing. If you have enjoyed this episode and would like to find out more about this topic, you can check out our InFocus on COVID-19 Diagnostics in the feature section of our site over on www.biotechniques.com. And as always, if you'd like to listen to more of our podcasts, you can find them and subscribe on Acast, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and goodbye.